Welcome to this episode of ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hi, this is Lindy Kaiser. Security clearance denials are often caused by financial issues. A lot of people are surprised to learn that financial issues are one of the top reasons for security clearance denial or revocation. Doing a few simple things to get your finances in order is actually can be really good for your career and for your security clearance. So today we're chatting with bringing an expert on financial security issues. We are so thrilled to have with us Kate Horrell, who does financial planning. She's an accredited financial counselor and a Navy spouse, and she said this is a topic that she is really passionate about. So I so appreciate you're taking the time to come chat with us to talk about financial issues and how they can affect service members or anybody that's working in the national security space. I'm thrilled to be here. Like you said, I'm, I'm a little passionate about this. <laughs> well, that's what we love. Uh, so again, I know that you're a financial planner, but you've worked specifically with the military community for years now. Walk us through what that means, kind of what your job is and how you help service members in particular, and maybe what some of the unique financial issues you come across in dealing with service members and providing financial planning. Absolutely. So I almost exclusively at this point do my work through writing and through education projects, working on different kinds of curriculums and things like that. I still do meet with some people now and then one-on-one, but I can reach more people through the written and spoken word but I've worked with thousands of military families over the years. And they do have some unique financial challenges, but they also have some financial opportunities. One of the things that is unique about military members is that they have these built-in pay increases on a regular basis, right? Every time you reach a time and service level, you get a little bump in pay. This can be a huge benefit to someone to know that they're going to get this little pay increase every two years or so. But it also is an opportunity to maybe make some decisions that aren't the smartest because you think, oh, I know that next year I'm going to get that pay raise. You know, I didn't think about that. That makes sense. Planning or anticipating, you know, pay increase on the horizon and Service members definitely do have more transparency or even folks that are in the GS system, at least thoughts on what incremental amount that that will be. But again, probably as a financial planner, you know that one of the biggest mistakes you can make is spending money that you don't already have. (laughs) Is that what I'm gathering from that? That is exactly true. And I think it's human nature. If you feel fairly confident that that increase in pay is going to be coming, it makes sense, sort of. You know, oh, I can't really afford this car right now, but I'm going to get a $400 pay increase in June, so we'll be fine. So that does create some challenges for anybody who's in that military members or GS who are in a situation where they have more predictability in their pay schedule. On the flip side, both service members and GS employees have some benefits, right? Medical bills are 46% of bankruptcies in this country. And if you're a military service member or a GS employee who's working with federal health insurance, you're probably not going to fall into that situation. So that's a a big benefit. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of that stat. And I think that's super relevant. That ties into kind of my next question. So talking about security clearance denials and revocations and how financial issues are the top cause of that. The cause of debt certainly matters when, you know, in the security clearance process and, and when folks are, are dialing into that. But I still find that a lot of folks who are surprised to know that, yeah, the government actually cares about things like amount of student loan debt, paying taxes or things like that. Do you think individuals working in national security or service members realize that keeping up with their finances can have career implications as well? Because again, for that service member, 
probably has a security clearance as well. So if they get themselves, walk them down that path where they're no longer able to pay their bills, you know, again, that could certainly have implications in terms of being able to maintain clearance eligibility. Absolutely. And it's interesting. I see two groups. I have the group that is so concerned about their finances and their security clearance that they're almost hyper-focused on it. And then there is the larger group that seems to not have any idea that there's a relationship at all. So when I'm working with these people, I try to focus on two concepts. One of them is being careful and one of them is being transparent. Basically, that means taking the care that you're going to do the right thing in the first place. But when you're a human being and you make a mistake, to report it to whoever you need to report it to and to address the issue and not just hope that it's going to go away. For example, if you are having trouble paying your bills or you've gotten yourself overextended financially, get some help and tell your command what's going on. If you are carrying a government travel card, make sure you don't accidentally pull it out when you go pick up that prescription at the pharmacy. But if you do accidentally pull it out when you pick up that prescription at the pharmacy, turn around and tell whoever you need to tell. Don't just hope that it's going to go away. In my experience and my observation, digging your head in the sand is often a bigger problem than the financial concern itself. No, I think that's a great point. And then I think that we we see that a lot with individuals who come into the process. And like you said, kind of you can you can tell that there's something that happened that probably again would fall under that category of something maybe beyond their control or an accident or a momentary lapse in judgment. At that moment, it could certainly be mitigated. Again, there would there would probably be procedures or steps or, you know, even financial counseling remedies. But the longer that you bury it, the longer your head's in the sand, then it does become this insurmountable obstacle that you can't get over. Can you maybe speak to that? How, or even maybe how you help people who have gotten, you know, maybe who are at that point where they have, seems like they have the insurmountable financial hurdle in front of them. Is there still hope for those individuals? In almost all cases, I will say yes. I certainly don't want to say that there is hope for every single person in every situation. The Department of Defense and also the federal government writ large really have provided a wide variety of resources to help service members and federal employees get a handle on their finances and to tackle any issues that they do have. Military members have financial counselors on their installation. Most agencies have some sort of, I don't want to speak to exactly how it works in every single agency because I really don't know for sure, but you know, either has someone who works within their agency who does financial education, or they may have an outside third party that provides those services. Reaching out for help is the biggest step that I can identify that makes the difference if, if your security clearance does come up for review based upon financial concerns, being able to say, here's where I went off track, here's what I did about it, seems to be the biggest mitigating factor in terms of turning that clearance situation around. You mentioned another key piece, you know, earlier, the self-reporting aspect. So I think that's also key for security clearance holders. Anybody with an active federal security clearance has self-reporting requirements and certainly financial issues would be one of them. So filing for bankruptcy, you know, running into any kind of serious financial issues, even a change in status, like there's a reason marriage, divorce, relationship status has to be reported because sometimes that comes with financial or other implications along with it as well. 
And certainly having reported that will help you. If you come, you know, have financial issues down the road that are tied up in a divorce, but you never reported the divorce to the government and you were required to do that, it becomes a little bit harder. So kind of maybe talk about that reporting aspect or reaching out to help and how important that is. Yeah, I mean, I think you've summed it up really nicely. Transparency is really key in all aspects of your security clearance. The emphasis is to include that that includes your finances, right? You are supposed to disclose all sorts of things if you hold a security clearance. It's just important for anyone who does hold a clearance to remember that that includes financial issues. And it includes those things that you mentioned, like a change of status, that might impact financial issues, even if that's not your primary concern. The divorce is a great example that in every case, someone isn't necessarily thinking of divorce as a financial transaction. If you are able to remove some of the many other considerations that come with a divorce, then you are able to see that there is a financial thing that is happening there. And so it makes it a little bit easier to understand why people want that to be reported. Yeah, because we come across those, co- you know, those cases at clearance jobs, and it can sometimes help mitigate those financial issues. Again, financial issues happen. Concern for the government about reliability and trustworthiness is if somebody comes into a financial situation, has no idea how they got there. I mean, maybe speak to that. I mean, how much is just financial awareness important? And what does that consist of? Is that just, I think, I sometimes feel like it's too easily encapsulated as knowing your credit score, but what are a few of the financial pulse points that anybody working in national security or service member or government should kind of be aware of? Yeah, I would say there's probably four or five questions you can ask yourself. Obviously, your credit score can be an indicator. And it isn't so much what your credit score is, it's what your credit score is doing. Is your credit score staying stable? Did it take a dive last month? A low credit score that remains consistently low is probably less concerning than a high credit score that took a 200-point tumble last month. You know, from the perspective of someone who's looking at your financial stability, that's a huge red flag. The other questions you might ask yourself when you're wondering, is this something I should report to somebody? Can you pay your bills every month? If you're having problems paying your bills from month to month, you're probably in a situation that wants to be reported. Take a step backward from that and just don't get overextended. And it's tempting, right? We all have a finite number of resources and the world is a huge place full of things, cars and houses. And it happens that people sometimes get overextended. Another question people might want to ask themselves when they're wondering whether this is something should be reported is, is this preventing me from sleeping at night? If you're worried about your finances to the point that it's impacting your sleep or any other part of your life, that's probably a situation that you want to report to somebody. Because if it's worrying you to keep you from sleeping, it's going to be a question that's going to come up when your clearance is yeah. reviewed. And now we're gearing up for tax season. There, there are two types of people, those people who have already paid their taxes and people like me who are going to make their brother file their taxes for them sometime <laughs> right around the due date. But as we get ready for tax season, I mean, tax issues certainly come up in the security clearance process. And that's what we say because the type of debt matters And the government is particularly concerned about someone who just doesn't care about following government rules. And one of those government rules is filing your taxes every year and not even just paying. We've had people come to us before and like, well, I didn't owe taxes, so I didn't file. We're like, well, government doesn't care about that. (laughs) You still have to file. Even if the government owes you money and you're like, well, I'm just doing the government a favor. I'm not, I'm not, you know, going to send him an IOU. You still have to file taxes every year. But what are maybe some of the tax issues that come up that you, that you see? 
So one of the big issues that affects both military families and national security workers is what state do I even live in? People who are currently serving on active duty and their spouses have special rules about filing in their state of legal residence. But then you go overseas and you think, well, I went overseas and I started out overseas and I was on active duty, but then I retired, but then I stayed overseas. And these create a lot of questions. I This is something that I get asked a lot. Hey, here's my situation. I used to live in Wisconsin, but then I got transferred to California and then I went to Japan and then my wife retired and I don't know what state I live in. These are not insurmountable questions, but you really want to get the answer right. Because in addition to your federal taxes, state governments care too. They have an interest in receiving the taxes that they think that they're owed. And when you go overseas, whether as a civilian or as a currently serving service member or a military family member, this is an issue. Another issue that this year is going to be a big concern for people is these advanced child tax credits. There is, I don't want to make any claims about whether this process went well or went poorly. I think you can find plenty of evidence that suggests that it went really well and plenty of evidence that suggests that there are going to be some serious problems. But this might be a year, if you're a DIY person, this might be the year that you want to pull in a professional, get an enrolled agent, get a CPA who specializes in taxes. Hopefully, find somebody who's really good at your status, whether that's a military service member or whether that is a federal employee, who understands your unique situation. There's two reasons I think this year is extra important to maybe pull in a professional. Actually, three reasons. One of which is that the tax professionals that are typically available on military installations, that is RIP program has been shrinking for a wide variety of reasons. Some installations don't have anybody at all. They may only be working remotely. They may want you to go through military one source. For whatever reason, you may not be able to get the help that you need locally that you're used to getting. The second reason is because this tax year is complicated. As I mentioned, the child tax credit is going to cause upheaval in a lot of tax returns this year. And there have been many changes to the tax rules in the last few years. If you're not a professional tax preparer, it can be hard to keep up. And the software, which is fabulous for a lot of people, doesn't necessarily understand the nuances of military or federal workers, particularly those who are overseas. The third reason that I would recommend that this is a year you might want to pull in a professional As many people may have read in the news or heard, the IRS is woefully behind on catching up with any tax issues. And they've been trying to hire people and their hiring is lagging at a tremendous rate below the demand that they actually have for employees. So I know people who are still having problems with last year's tax return. And so if we add all of the problems with this year's tax returns to that, I think we're hypothetically looking at a really shockingly long process to clarify anything that may have been unclear on your taxes or if you've made a mistake. So I just encourage people to do whatever they need to do to try to get it right this year, because you don't want to get caught in the IRS's huge backlog of issues that they're trying to address. No, I don't want to, I don't want to be caught up with the IRS at all. <laughs> That's a good, I feel like I need to like knock on wood or say a chant or something so the IRS doesn't call me. Don't call me IRS. I love you. And I think this is a, a great conversation. Again, financial issues, definitely a concern. Taking proactive steps, as we saw, is critical. So thank you again, Kate Hurl, for joining us for this conversation. 
This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.